Welcome to Highway Diary. I'm your host, Eric Hollerbach. With me, Dr. Katie Hausman, the second time, third time. Second time. This is episode 338 of Highway Diary. The barbecue. Texas barbecue. Yeah. No two better people to do Texas barbecue based comedy. Yeah. So, how are you at cooking? Are you, you know, you prep your own food? What's going on? Honestly, I think... I, I can follow instructions. I can do it, but I I just I don't like cooking. Okay. I, I never had I never got the love for it just in my bones. I mm. love being cooked for. Okay. Which is why every time I come here, it's fantastic because you always <laughs> make food, and I'm like, wow, I'm not eating buttered pasta. Today. Yeah, my freaking aunt Colleen, you know, she brainwashed me how to do Italian stuff, and then I came here, and it's just barbecue, barbecue, barbecue. So I assimilate yeah. to the culture. So okay. You want, do you know about a brine? Do you know what a brine is? Okay. If I say so the that word brine. You put, you take your little brush and you paint it. You paint stuff on the meat. So this is a whole chicken wrapped in a rack of ribs. Okay. The liquid is a brine. So it's vinegar and then salt water, mustard, hot sauce, and juice. So you got hot sauce that's hot, juice is sweet, and then, ooh, it, you know, with the salt that melts into the meat. Okay, okay. This is carrots, onions, garlic, and peppers. That's I can get but- into that. This is butter. Love butter. So that's going to be the last one. So we're go- going chicken, ribs, veggies, rice. Okay. And then we have a salad, and then these are green. <laughs> Wait, you mean that head of lettuce? Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's the salad. <laughs> that'll be, yeah, I'll just put that on your plate. That's on your plate. That's, that's fine with there's me. There's lettuce. Okay. No, we're going to chop it up, but we got two hours of cooking this barbecue first. I love it. That's my kind of salad. Do you one ever piece. use any of these? What are these? That is... Wait, is that bok choy? No. I want it to be cool. Is it, what, asparagus? No. What is that? <laughs> these are green onions or chives. Oh. See, chives are thin ones, but these are green onions, I'd say. Those are weird. They got the little things at the bottom. But you'll find these, like, at the top of miso soup. Oh, I do love... Okay, yeah, 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 So, yeah. here's the problem with green onions. See how there is a tube? Yeah. It's like a so, straw. So, from the farm... It'll be like in sand, and I'll get them, and I'll just start chopping them up, and it'll just be gritty sand in my mouth. So you have to soak it in salty water first, and then all the grit is going to fall off of them. Okay, you so you it. do straight up like farm to table. You're not going to just any old H-E-B. No, I'm going to H-E-B. This is all H-E-B. Oh, okay. But I... You're like, it's in the dirt. I pulled it out with my own two hands. <laughs> <laughs> no, some harder worker person than me i'm a, i'm captain city balls you know so. yeah yeah all right so we're gonna move the chicken to the grill okay. well actually first we're gonna grease the grill then we're gonna move the chicken okay. all right i'm gonna stop recording <laughs> what we got here uh kitty house man what are we what am i looking at um we are looking at the brine chicken that i've pulled from the brine and we put it splayed out skin up on the grill rack and we've breaded it, mm. and I think I, I had a lot of fun taking the chicken out <laughs> and feeling it. So so we can also do this. This is a sauce pot. That's for the sauce. So I'm going to steal some of this brine, and I'm going to baste it if it gets too dry. So resourceful. So you can pour this in here. But All of keep it? some of the... No, no, no. Like maybe a third of that. Okay. There's still plenty for the ribs to be have a nice bath. I feel like I'm on one That's of those perfect. talk shows. Perfect. That's perfect. Perfect. No, keep going. Oh, more? Okay. Oh, I see. Yeah. Go, stop. That's oh, you perfect. got like lemons and stuff in there. Limes, yeah. Limes. Beautiful. Okay. Now, limes, when you put them in a brine, they just naturally kind of give off their lime juice, but like slow release. You know okay. what I'm saying? And it slow just release. tastes so good on the, um, in the you, thing. All right. Slow release limes are the best. <laughs> slow release limes. Okay, let's go to the grill. 
Alright, the purse is safe. You know, we, we got the E. coli off our hands. You yeah. know, all the different... Hopefully. Um, so that experience mm -hmm. of... Grabbing a whole chicken, throwing it on the grill. Yeah. Uh, don't you don't do that a lot, huh? I don't. I loved it. Um, <laughs> I used to do it more. I used to cook like I always say I regressed because in college, I cooked every single meal I ate pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was it was simple stuff. It was like beans, rice, and then I I, I can do like ground beef or chicken. Um, but yeah, now I just don't cook. <laughs> I'm like there are so many other things I want to do. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't know. It was a great time. I really enjoyed it. I think I'm definitely more of a sous chef. Like, just tell me what to do and I'll do it for you. And then I'll enjoy the food. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just something. It's in my blood. So it's just, I do it for everything. But it's only, uh, mostly I cook on the stove, which I'm happy to do. But I feel like on the stove, you have to use like so much garlic powder, so much basil and everything. And I feel like when you cook on the grill, the charcoal is so flavorful that if you yeah. just like marinate it, that, uh, that's the thing I think it is. It's like, I feel like, for me, like, if I'm really hungry, everything tastes equally good. Like, there will be, of course, like, flavor, I'll be like, yeah, this is, like, extra good. But if I'm hungry, like, anything will make me so happy. <laughs> yeah, no, I remember last time I was at your house, we were, I was talking about some uh, drama I was having in my life. Mm -hmm. We were watching this Netflix of, like, a nature trail which was very soothing. yeah you put on this whole channel that's just a guy walking in nature shout out to my dear friend jordan parsons who turned me on to those um and now i watch them all the time yeah i and watched I was like the, yeah i had all this anxiety i was you know talking to you about and then i was like just kept looking over oh this guy a bald eagle flies in nature right? yeah you know I have the bears, these these Alaskan cat my bears, um, on all the time, and they're very soothing. And you just, just bears see walking around. They're in the bear woods. families. They're in. They're at. They're at a little waterfall, and they mm. they eat. They catch salmon. They fight with each other. There's baby bears, and it just like makes you feel good. It's like you your drama is going on, and then you just look at a little bear yeah. catching a salmon. Speaking of families, I have had some barbecue injuries. Not injuries, but I have like totally not set a timer i get distracted oh. I'm, I'm editing a podcast or i'm doing so yeah i go out it's a burnt bird and i think that bird went you know it studied geography like it went to middle school it had three meals a day it had a whole chicken family yeah it was slaughtered you know it went there's a couple it could have been a doctor it could have been it was slaughtered for meat for because of wendy's moved next door right i'm just joking <laughs> an H-E-B move next door. It was instead of being a cabinet, it was slaughtered. Uh -huh. And then I just burnt it. You burnt and it. And I just wasted it. Yeah. And I still just think about that chicken, Ronaldo, you know? That would pain me mostly because of the money. What a waste yeah, of money. Yeah, yeah. I can't stand it when I buy, you know, it's always vegetables that I buy. I'm like, I'll eat these. And then yeah. seven weeks later, they're just molding at the bottom of my fridge. And I'm like, what a waste of money. That is question number five. How is your produce management skills? <laughs> um, fantastic. How are your cooking skills? They're okay. Listen, listen, I can do it. I can do it. I just don't want to. Yeah. But I will, you know. If someone tells me, like, what they want to eat, I'll do it. Okay? Just give me direction. That's why I like baking. I like very, like, clear uh, cut. One cup of water. One cup of sugar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not play around with this and follow your heart, you know. Mm-hmm. And pretty soon, you know, it's got curry powder in it and then chocolate chips. And it just, it's just like conflicting uh, yeah. taste. 
You've lived in Texas for about a year now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we moved here like same time. I know, right? February was it February twenty twenty one? Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. You and CJ. Yeah. Were like my little. You guys were the only people I knew, so I feel very like. And then you picked me up from the hospital. Yeah. You know, I was with her. So yeah, when you said uh, barbecue injuries, that's what I was thinking of. <laughs> because it wasn't Super that Bowl. at a barbecue. I, it was so embarrassing. <laughs> I just leaned on a deck and it just like, oh, like I was like, oh, that's funny. I lean, I'm a leaner. Yeah. I lean on, I grab railings sometimes. This one just. It just, it really let you down, literally. <laughs> yeah. And then I landed on it. Yeah, that was bad. Horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I'm fine now. Yeah. I'm totally fine now. Everything's fine. <laughs> You're from t- <laughs> you were from Los Angeles by way of Kansas City, Kansas or Missouri. I'm I'm you from went to college and yeah I went to college at the University of Kansas and then I lived in Kansas City, Missouri for about three years Missouri. before I moved here. So what did you learn from the heartland? You came you know Mississippi Balls, Los Angeles Ugh. show business. Yeah, fucking. And then the heartland. Uh huh. What a world. God, it was the most, it was the biggest culture shock I'd ever experienced in my life because I grew up in Calabasas, California, never moved once. I lived in the same home my entire life, always had like generally the same circles of friends, never had to like start new. And then I go to fucking Kansas, literally Lawrence, Kansas is in the middle of America. It's like, I went to the middle of a place where I knew no one, had no family, and I was like, who the fuck are these, like, cow people? I was so... But it was the anger that I had of, like, n- being a 18-year-old who didn't know what they were doing with their life. And mm. the terror. I did live in a bubble in L.A. And I, I went to the Heartland, and it shook me. It rocked me. It truly changed my life to, like, meet different kinds of people. These simple people, they're happy with simple things. They're not simple people. They're, they're happy with... Yes smaller things instead you're always chasing something in LA bigger than you yes and then every which is a sea of desperation and disappointment of people who don't become you know Tom Cruise or whatever they have in their head you know what I'm saying that's truly I think that's what I learned like I didn't know that I was in such a bubble and that I do think like growing up there I didn't care about anybody else like I didn't have a thought that people lived in other places like if you're not in California you know like It wasn't like I was thinking like, oh, I rock because I live in California. But leaving made me realize that I never even thought about the fact that there's people out there who don't live in cities where it's always like on camera. Mm. Um, Yeah. And it's like meeting people who are just the kindness was out of this world. Wait, how do people that don't have like the Northridge (laughs) ball? But how do they don't have the calabasas ball? Yeah, they don't have Topanga. <laughs> and I look back and I'm like, God, I was such a, I was just so sheltered. And I couldn't imagine living just a simpler life. But then I feel, felt like I loved that life. I loved, I was like, oh, this is what real life is. This is what, these are actual people. These are people who didn't grow up under this like weird, like just surrounded by fucking producers and big city shit, you know. Not that I was a city girl. But anyway, my point is that I I think Midwestern people behave differently than people on the coast. And I just personally like it. I really like people who are exceptionally warm and friendly. 
Um, so I just really vibed with them and I fell in love with it. So shout out the Midwest, shout out Kansas, shout out Missouri. You did go a little crazy. You know, you did have your wild child days there. We were talking about the last time. you. That's so true. The, I say like all that, I have so much love for it. And then no, I you also... learn, you learn, <laughs> but then I feel like there's a cognitive dissonance between what you knew before. You're like, oh, these people, they're just nice all the time. Meanwhile, my friends at home are kind of salty. These, it, you know what I mean? It was like, I think it wasn't that my friends at home were, they, they weren't bad, but I realized like I was not as good as I thought I was. Like I had judgments. I felt entitled, I think. Um, I just didn't Ew, know. Ew, cow people. It's like, do you like cheese? Yeah, it, maybe some cow people around is a good fucking thing. Right. <laughs> but know? that was the thing. It wasn't, it wasn't like I, I just didn't get it. I didn't, it was weird just truly being in another location. Like just the roads look different. The cars mm. are different. It just, you're out of place. Um, so I felt very scared. February 2021, you moved to Texas. I did, yeah. Boom. Earth shattering. Mm -hmm. Back to the heartland. Away from LA. <laughs> yes. Second time in your life. Well, I, I moved straight down from Kansas City, so I never even went back to L.A. Oh, okay. Yeah. So then how has it been? It's been like Game of Thrones, in my opinion. You know, you got Cap City moving in, replacing Romo, but Romo turned into a North Star comedy. I hear Brass Tap isn't renewing their lease, or they're threatening to not renew their lease at the whole Brass Tap. That might go down. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, you know, Cap City's moving in, you know? Yeah. Adam Carolla is headlining. He's really funny. Oh, I didn't know he was headlining. <clears throat> Cool. So, um, what's going on? How do you, how has it been for you? <laughs> oh my God. It's been the best year of my life. I've been so absolutely, I feel like all my dreams are coming true. Like, as in, I feel like I'm living the life I've always wanted to live and I didn't know I could do, like, I didn't know it was a possibility to be involved in comedy, but there was always something in me that wanted to. And now in Austin, it's just like we have a scene and I'm doing comedy with friends and really good comics and I freaking love it. I love, I love like looking back that we came here. Like I said, like I remember coming into your yeah, apartment yeah. and being like, God, like you and CJ were the only people I knew and being like, what's going to happen? And now here we are a year later and we like, you're just like listing off club names that we know, like we've done the thing, we've been here. I just think it's great. I feel like it's the start of a new life and I love it and I'm excited mm -hmm. and I think it's going to grow. Yeah. And uh, I've been watching you get better every time I see you at the open. Like, oh, okay. All right. Remember, remember you, the first time we had the podcast, it was at your house, I think. Mm -hmm. And um, we like had a little comedy workshop, you know what I mean? Kind of. And you're like. Should I even stand up? I don't know if I should stand up to it. I was like, I don't know, just do your jokes. And then I, and then you did your jokes, sitting down. Oh my god, And then god, I did yeah. my jokes, I stood up. You're like, you're cheating, you stood up. I'm like, it's stand-up comedy. <laughs> Yo, that's right. <laughs> I don't want to tell you what to do, but you know. You're right. I think I have more confidence now. I would yeah. stand up. And it's just getting the reps in. And I feel yeah. like... All right. Now, there's some danger of being in a group where you know you kind of see little fiefdoms where these friends just book each other over and over these yeah friends just book that's but, a thing th for sure but there's a way to be nice and kind of poke the bubbles and move it around which i think is healthier because if everyone's 
poking each other in a feedback loop, nobody's getting better. I think that new person needs to be injected into different showcases and friend groups mm -hmm. for everybody to get better because they just come with a totally different style, if nothing else. You uh -huh. see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. How are you at networking and you know what I mean? <laughs> I think... Do you feel gross doing it? Do you feel like... Oh, not at all. I what's think your strategy? It's my wheelhouse. I like... I don't know how not to network, but I don't even... This is the thing. I used to have such severe social anxiety that I legit thought I might live a life alone. Like barely any friends, maybe like one or two, and I would just be like a lone wolf. But now I realize that like I'm very social and I love people and I need people. So I, I talk to everybody all the time. And I, I'm not necessarily like trying to look for opportunities, but I genuinely just like connecting with people and working with them and seeing what we can do with each other. Cause doing that, then just projects pop up all the time. Mm -hmm. And so I love it. I absolutely love talking to people and collaborating. Um, and that's something I wouldn't have been able to say before, but now that I've like lived here, I, I see now I have it as a personality trait. Mm -hmm. I, I love talking to people. Mm -hmm. And I think you're just in a better place, you know? You were, uh, like when you first moved to a place, you don't know, like you just knew two people, me and my roommate yeah. at the time who got me arrested. And then <laughs> you, um, and then now you like know, you have other friend group, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. and <clears throat> it blows my mind, like I genuinely, Every day I'm like, I can't believe this is happening. That's why I say I'm living my dreams because I'm like, I have friends. I can talk to people. I'm happy. I have stuff to, I'm getting better at comedy. I have a purpose. Oh, that's another thing. <clears throat> Thank your feedback whenever I see you at the mics, whenever you like tell me you think I've improved. Because I, I, we only see each other every now yeah, and then. Yeah. So you'll see me after a while. And I, I very much, I appreciate it because you know, you've been doing it a long time and you, you know what's up and... I know that I'm not good yet. Like I, I know that I have a lot of growing to do. Sometimes I see that you make gains in performance and sometimes I see you make gains in writing and then sometimes you, uh, it's hard to explain, but like you'll have a good line or a good take on a joke and then you'll use that formula for other jokes that don't make sense. Do you mm -hmm. see what I'm saying? Like you'll get like a pattern of this, this, this misdirection and yeah. then you'll do that for everything. I see some people are like, oh, I cracked the code. This is the code. And then they start getting boring in that area because they're predictable. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. But so for me, it's like, I think I, I mean, now I'm just like going off on a tangent, but I'm never like trying to keep with a formula. It's like the writing, ironically, I'm a writer and I, I hate writing. I do a lot of just going up there and working it. So I can see how that would happen because I don't like, I only recently started watching myself consistently recording and that's shown me like how I do, like I just, things I would never notice because I go up there, I do it, I kind of forget. And mm -hmm. then I build a set off of like what seemed to work mm -hmm. without looking at the stuff that doesn't work because I'm scared of that. Mm. But I'm getting better at it. Book me, <laughs> It's please. a process. Yeah, some You're... days I'm off. Some days I'm just like, I feel like I have jokes, but I'll go up there and I'll just be like, I don't know. What's the worst part? Do, so do you have some performances that you just are like, that was so terrible. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to get better. But like objectively, that show sucked. I mean, that happens um, to me. Every oh, yeah. It, it's a horrible feeling. But <laughs> going being new, um, I've just kept the thought in mind literally since I started like uh, I've been I've been listening to comics forever and like studying what they do just because I was interested in it. And they all say you're going to be bad at first. So for me, it's kind of like, okay, this is what I should be doing. Yeah. And I, I learned things. I, I was afraid that I wouldn't get better because I didn't know like how you get better. But now I see it. Like 
I've somehow gotten better just by doing it, like you said, doing the reps. So I feel like if I keep doing it, I'm going to understand more about it. But right now, I just don't understand. There's also a trick here that, and a trap, I feel. Because some people, you know, you know, God bless them. Some people are, are not very good, in my opinion. But then they'll post, like, I'm doing, like, 17 shows tonight. Or I'm doing five shows tonight. And, like, mm-hmm. every time I see them, they're terrible. And, you know, to be let's just say straw man. This is... Comic straw man gets up and they always post on social media. I'm doing 12 shows today. Every show they do is terrible. And I, I just think like, okay, how about you take three weeks off and you only write? Because it's like part of comedy is look at me and I'm the performance, the yeah. performance, look at me, performance, I'm harvesting an attention. The other half is deserving that attention. Yeah. What the fuck are you saying up there? So you have to, I always like spend, now Now I'm spending more time writing than performing. Because also because I put out my specials in 2020 mm-hmm. and I only have like 20 minutes. So I'm trying to build it back up and I, I have to go over my jokes all the time. Because, you know, not to mention gas is $4 a fucking gallon. Yeah. Bro. Fuck it. And then you got to get your oil changed. You got to drive. You got to park places. It's like. I did 25 shows today. They were all garbage. What the fuck did you accomplish? Who cares? You annoyed a bunch of people going around with your nonsense? See what I'm saying? I'm not talking, oh, no, no, no. I'm talking I, about I do. straw man comic. No, I, I think that's something I've learned that I don't, I wonder, I, I imagine that that's in every scene where like, to me, I, I've had to like, I do compare and despair. I get jealous seeing people because Instagram, when you're in, Austin or probably any comic scene it's just every day you're seeing somebody get an opportunity (laughs) and then I'm like am I terrible Mm. but then I realized like yeah I was getting shows like the week I got here when I had absolutely no material so I yeah I've gotten lots of shows I wasn't ready for so I I try to realize like it it is it doesn't necessarily equate to you being good at this Um, and just because I get a show like if I got a show tomorrow it's not because I'm better than anybody. It's just because whatever that opportunity came up. So I'm trying to remember that. Like ethical networking. Don't be a Palmer, gimme, gimme, gimme. But just be like naturally friendly, and people want to be around you. You know, and then just prove it on stage. Well, that's when I realized. Like at the beginning, I did want shows because I thought it meant something. Of like, look at me. And I, of course, I'm so thankful for every show I've gotten. But I am at the point currently where I'm like, I actually. I'm not looking for shows necessarily right now because I don't feel like I'm putting out stuff I care about, stuff I want to say. There are certain mics I'll do and I'll be like, okay, that felt like why I'm here. Like I'm, j- that felt good. And then there's other nights where I'm like, I don't even know why I'm doing this. Do I, I don't know if I'm <laughs> try like, do I care about making people laugh? These jokes mean nothing to me. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. It's a human experience. It's like sometimes you feel good and sometimes you just spiral with all this anxiety and negative emotions. Yeah. Oh, my God. Before I started going to uh, Ricky Lord's boxing gym every day, I was just like, like, uh, I was just in a negative place. I was like, oh, my God, you're just a... Just a fat, bald loser. You know, fat, Aww. bald. That was just like constantly in my head. Yeah. And then I started going to Ricky Lords and then I'm holding pads for street kids and shit. And I'm like, this is fucking great. Like, I have this skill. And then when I'm not using it, it like, it just becomes, I just spiral. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I think 
you have to get out of the comedy world <laughs> so you don't go crazy. Yes, um, yes. You yes. need to you need to hang out with other people who aren't in that world so you remember there's like it's not everything. It's not just a vacuum of material. <laughs> yes, yes. How can I harvest authenticity off this these vacuous people who need attention all day? Yeah, including myself. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I need to find some balance here. Uh, yeah. Oh my god! Everything I say, just caveat. Like I'm a piece of shit, and I I'm a, I'm an attention whore. I I go up there with no jokes. Sorry, guys. Sometimes I'm that person. That's like I don't know what I'm doing here. Just listen to me fucking wax poetic for five minutes, so I can fucking check it off on my habits list in my diary. Mm. Oh, know? I'm doing positive habits now. Yeah. Positive habits. Now. Uh, do you have a clever fox planner? I do. Damn, so. what a flex. I feel served right now. <laughs> How do you manage stress, Dr. Katie Hausman? Mm. You know, you've had addictions in the past. Addiction is a sort of a pain response. Aww. A pain response. You have pain. I feel so seen. You know, and then it's like, you know, mom issues. And then you have pain, right? Mm-hmm. And then you got to, okay, this this is unmanageable pain. Yes. I have to stop this pain because this is unmanageable. Yeah. So then you turn to like... Incorrect behaviors. Yes. We all do. Oh my God, yeah. You and I always, we, you know more intimately my mommy issues because you also have your mommy issues, right? Stop, mom. (laughs) Get out of my head. Just declare. What what happened? (laughs) I feel so seen when I'm with Eric because I'm like, he gets it. I'm so broken. (laughs) What are positive coping mechanisms? Positive, okay, exercise, like you said, obviously. What do you do? I do a mini work. I have a membership to Planet Fitness. I'm oh, good. A, I like running on the treadmill. Um, but I, I don't push myself till I feel like I'm dying. That's what I found. I used to do that like in high school, like push my exercising till I was like going to lose it, you know? Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, I don't, I want to just get those endorphins and then chill. I'm right, very right. much like, why should I make myself uncomfortable ever in any way? <laughs> so... That I do, you know, I'll, I'll sit inside and do squats and push-ups. I haven't actually gone to Planet Fitness in like three months. So I do indoor workouts. But I've also, I felt like I've been in a rut the past few months. Like I wasn't going outside. Um, like just the sun coming out and me going outside. I was like, oh, I've missed this. Yeah, like, it's been freezing rain. It's like, it, yeah. that definitely zaps my, when it was freezing rain, I didn't go to boxing. It's just, it completely destroys my desire to work out because it's just like it's kind of dangerous you know and i'm really good at driving in the snow not one fucking texas person ever uses a fucking blinker in the fucking sleep and it's like dude i honk at people all the time jersey i'll jersey oh. honk at you use your fucking blinker dude in yep. the fucking sleep use your fucking blinker I, I yeah i'm like not i i make a lot of people mad on the road but i use my blinker and i don't like when people don't use their blinker it's like it's the easiest thing do all the other annoying shit, but just put on the blinker. Addiction is a pain response. So oh, they yeah. have pain. They have pain. They have selfishness. They have narcissism. Yeah, it's my turn. Yeah. I'm getting funny. You don't see this. Yeah. Do you know how many times in Jersey in a snowstorm I've seen someone go, I'm a dude. Flip off the fucking, <laughs> off a bridge. I've seen, I've seen crazy shit. And uh, it was like November 23rd. Of 2018, I saw 25 accidents on my way home. On my commute, I was getting my real estate, real estate, I was getting my real estate license in Jersey. And I was training to do that. And I drove back 
to my dad's house who I was living with at the time. And that commutes normally 40 minutes. It was seven hours and 45 minutes. And I saw 25 accidents or so. And it was all just like, meh. Yeah, I'm, really I'm going to get in front of you without using my... Just instant karma. And so now it's just like when I see people do it in the sleep, I'm like, you have no, you don't even have a clue how to drive here in the, in the sleep, <laughs> Texas people. It's, it snows twice in a fucking generation. I know. I don't got to use my blanker to tell you where I'm going. That you're, kind of shit. You're so Jersey. It's so funny. Ugh. There's some things I don't like about Texas people, and that's number one. I feel like the I'm a rugged individual. I don't have to tell you what I'm going to do with my car. <laughs> Shut the fuck up with that, Texas. Use it, your fucking blinkers. Yeah. It'd be funny to know, though, like, the background of each person that does that, because it could be, what if they're all just from, like, I don't know, Boston? It's like, oh, it's the Boston people doing this. Yeah, things. yeah. It's just that Adderall crowd. The Adderall crap. You know what Consid- I'm saying? Yeah, considering all the drugs in this community, I'm surprised there's not more crashes that I see going. Oh, God, knock on wood. In uh, New Orleans, it was all about, you know, weed and some beers. And I've tried to cut back but stay in that in that lane. Yeah. Here, I see at open mics so much casual cocaine use. When you know you, what I'm talking about? Well, when you were starting, were you like... Was there a drug scene that you were, like, involved in? I feel like it might just be the age of, like, people starting out. Like, because anyone this age, I'm saying, like, my age, or, like, early 20s, people are just doing drugs anyway. Okay. It's, like, just, it's, like, it feels like college to me going out in... Yeah, but I don't want to name names, but I've seen people older than me. I'm 36. I've seen some people older than me just, like, cash, like, (laughs) keep up, like, next to me. And I'm like, dude... Like, cause I see on the list that they're going to go up in two. So they take a bump for energy for stage. And it's just like, that's not sustainable guy. Interesting. So. Yeah. If I were still doing drugs, I'd love it. I'd be like, yeah, this is, <laughs> I, I, I actually still kind of love it. I just feel comfortable around people who do broken debaucherous people. things. Why just is that? People, I think because you feel better about doing debaucherous things when you're surrounded by people doing worse mm. things than you. So if I were still doing drugs, I would just surround myself with everyone who's doing key bumps in the bathroom. I'd be like, yeah, get me in on that life. Mm. But you... yeah, now I have to go the other way. <laughs> so you like to kind of dip your toe in the, in the chaos. Just, is it for... No, I got to be in the chaos or out of it. I, it's like, I'm either... Well, this is just addict talk now. I'm like, I'm either drinking or I'm not. Uh, but yeah, if I'm, if I'm going to be drinking and doing drugs, like, I'm going to go fucking hard. I don't, I don't moderate. I don't... There is no in-between for me anymore. But I still love... It's not like when I'm around people who are doing a key bump. I don't feel like, ugh, what a degenerate loser. Mm. But I'm like... Oh, yeah, I see you, bro. I get you. Yeah. So you're like half jealous. Yes. Oh, I wish I had that spot. And then, you know, I'm doing 12 today. They're all garbage, though. Anyway. <laughs> yes. I want to name a name. Let Why? it out. Name I'm names. so bad at, like, because every person who, like, straw man comic, I'm just like, this name, this name. and But I can't because I get Facebook messages sometimes after a fucking podcast comes out. Well, it's funny because everyone talks like this. Everyone is saying the same thing. Like, nobody... <laughs> I don't think anyone will like listen to this and disagree. Yeah, I, everyone is saying. So the you, same shit. audience, you project the face of who you think I'm saying into your own uh, 
network. Okay. So. I don't know, but I, I'm here for it. I got my popcorn watching the drama unfold. <laughs> it is. The pettiness is really uh, hilarious because at the end of the day, like we're all just kids, like spots are like Lincoln logs in front of us. And it's like, that's my block. That's my block. And every time it's like, can I build my own castle? That's my block. That's my block. The time's about to go. We got to hit, oh, the, we got to okay. hit pause. We're going to throw the ribs on and come back. Ribs. I'm having this, you know, you just left this in the side of the fridge. It's mm -hmm. like a orphan. This is hibiscus juice in a pickle jar. Yeah, but I needed Red Bull. I needed, oh, okay. I needed straight caffeine injected into my veins. Some but it people, is cute. Some people do key bumps and their names are. Any, <laughs> any bad comedy shows that you got mad at yourself? I think I asked you that question before. Oh, fuck yeah. Like everyone I do. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I feel, I feel whenever I have Like, what percentage of times after you walk off stage, you were like, that was pretty good. And what percentage were you like, Do you mean like terrible. mics or like the future? Like, let's say like you do, let's say you do 50 open mics. Okay. How many are you walking around feeling happy about? How many do you just feel icky Ooh. dirty? I feel really lucky. I think I actually, after the, after a set, I walk away most of the time feeling good. I think. So like... 40 out of 50, and then yeah, 10 Yeah, like 35 out of 50, for, I'll say that, for the general first year of comedy. Okay. 15, Not, the little sad times. Oh, first. yeah, 15, like, a few really bad bombs. But for the most part, like, I'll walk away happy if I got, like, one line to get someone to giggle. Because then I feel like I made progress. Oh, I forgot to do a station note. We put the, the chickens on yes. in the grill. The chickens on, is it looking good? I threw the ribs on. Okay. The next thing is a veggie in 15 minutes. Okay. And then the rice is last. And then hopefully we can eat by four. Woohoo! All right. Do you have any uh, weird tics or things you want to improve about yourself? What is still, what's a work in progress with Dr. Katie Harrisman? In life or comedy? <laughs> mm. I think life. Um, I, hmm. God, <laughs> that's a really good question. I, right now I'm feeling, I've never been happier because, well, like my life is just generally getting better because I'm sober is the main reason. Not drinking So how alcohol. long, how long is that now? Cause that's been, uh, I'm on day 304 of no alcohol. So day four? 304. 304. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> if it were day four, this would. I'd be like, give me a shot. Um, no, but so I, I, I feel like um, my main issues, I guess, fuck, I don't know. I'm just happy. I'm really happy right now. I feel like I should embrace how I feel really good and remember that this is a feeling I can have. Because, you know, you go through those bad times and you're like. Sad times. Yeah, sad times. And you're like, is it worth it? And it's like, yeah, because you can get yourself back to happiness. Just do what makes you happy. I'm doing what makes me happy right now. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like really good. <laughs> as far as tics, um, you know, I just have a lot of physical tics. And I also have a caffeine problem, but compared to an alcohol problem, I'm, I'm not upset about it. I'm yeah. like, I'll drink 17 Red Bulls, if, <laughs> you know, if it, if it gets the job done. Uh, all right, so I've noticed that in Texas, mm -hmm. people, in Texas don't like one kind of people. They always go, oh, you're not from L.A., are you? <laughs> yeah. Why is that? What's going on? Why do awesome people hate L.A. people? I think because... Do you ever tell them that or do you just say you're Canadian? <laughs> no. <laughs> that That is literally... I did start making sure 
not to say I'm from LA on stage because I've gotten nothing but bad responses. Um, and I think it's because I, if I were a native Austinite, I would feel the same way. I'd be like, get the fuck out of my city. You have a, you've been over there talking about how great your city is for decades. Yeah, yeah. And now you want to come here and fuck up our shit. So I totally get it. I'd be pissed. Um, but then it's also kind of nice because I know it's no big deal because I know I'm a, I'm like, no, I'm not trying to fuck up your shit. I'm, I, I'm on the good end of the deal. Yeah, I'm on the good end of the deal. I'm glad that I'm the intruder. I'm the conquistador and not the, the conquested. I don't fucking know. Um, <laughs> the conquered. That's what it would be. Right, right. So you, it, you just joined the winning team. You thought, oh, California's going down. Mm-hmm. The the houses uh, prices are going up while homelessness is going up. Mm-hmm. What the hell's going on? This is a dystopian hellscape. Let me yeah. let me go to the winning team, Texas. So you're like, no, I'm with you now. Yeah, and I'm like, I get it. I would not want. You have a cool city. You don't want people coming in, raising the prices. And, uh, yeah, it just kind of sucks. Sucks for you. <laughs> That's life. <laughs> I'm going to stop using my link, uh, blinkers. And anyone who comes on my lawn, I'm going to shoot them dead. I do. Yeah, I love Texas. I I really am loving it. I like uh, when I go into a fucking souvenir store and see the thing that's like, we're from Texas. We don't call nine one one. I'm like, the, these are my people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a badass like that too. We just call the morgue. It's funny Jeez. because I like know barely any Texans. It's like so yeah, many people here are just transplants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even my friend Mikey Swenson. I'm like, where are you from? He's like Montclair. I was like, I thought you were from anyway, New Jersey. Um, Montclair's New Jersey. Montclair, New Jersey. Okay. Yeah. Gross. That's where Stephen Colbert lives. Ew. Creepy castle. I don't like that guy. My uncle Colleen loves Stephen Colbert. I'm like, he was on Epstein's flight log. Cool. <laughs> Ugh. He's, he's, yeah, he's interesting. All right. Um, um, so, per, so, takes things you want to improve yourself. So, I was asking you this question. You're a little dodging this question of things you want to improve yourself. Because I think what you were saying is, it's a choice. I can choose to embrace all the negativity. Like I go, yes. like so, like I was watching some conspiracy videos about Fauci last night that were making me so depressed. And I was like, uh, uh, it, even if all this information is true, which I kind of think it, like he's not a good guy, maybe yeah, Fauci. Um, then, um, like my stress response is also an issue. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Oh, I definitely have so many issues for sure. I, I don't. Yeah, I didn't mean to dodge the question. I think I was just trying to like not yeah focus on the negative because i've learned that yeah it's not worth it to over to overthink things but i'm an overthinker i've always been an overthinker i'm in i have bad social anxiety still but it's weird because like now i recognize it as like i was it the blind pig or something one of the times i saw you and you were just like you were just making table chat with people around us that I didn't know. I was like, I don't know. If I only know two people, I'm only going to talk to two people. And then those two people will introduce me to a third person. I'll be done. Yeah, that You used were like kind of doing table chatter. Yeah, I love that now. It's weird. It's like, I don't, I feel like I'm the opposite of a socially anxious person now. But I still have it in me. And it comes out in like, I don't go to certain mics. Um, or I won't, like, I'll just feel weird. Like, and then the... That's the caffeine thing too. It's like, I sometimes I wish mics were at one p.m. 
because that's my golden hour. Right now of the day, it's like my golden hour. I'm just getting caffeinated as shit. I'm on top of the world. Yeah, yeah. Then when the actual mic start is when I'm crashing, I'm having like anxiety. I'm wondering oh, what I'm doing off with the my 17 life. Red Bulls. <laughs> Literally, that. So that's a thing for me every day. And people will be like, I I feel so blessed anytime someone says like, where have you been? Because I'm like. I'm, I don't know. I'm just... I've been cocooned into my own dark thoughts. <laughs> I isolate. Oh, and another huge problem I've developed. <laughs> huge problem. And it's people are starting to say something. It's I don't text people back anymore. Uh, oh, I, I called you the other day. Yes. I And I left you a voicemail. I was like, yo, we got that barbecue podcast. So I, mm-hmm. I had some questions. You know, I was like, are you marinating anything? Are you bringing anything over? <laughs> oh like, I, I was like... What's I going wish on? I was that adult. I was like, you know, I got this and this. I kind of wanted to talk, have some barbecue talk. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, okay, yeah. You just text me, oh, uh, what? I left your voicemail, you know? I know. I, it's a problem, and I, I recognize the pain it causes people because I used to hate when people did that to me. Mm. And I, I don't know. I'm like, I don't even know who I am anymore. Do you have this, like, avoidance issue? Yes, I am okay. avoidant for sure. I think as above, so below. I think you also have like maybe a little like cooking for yourself avoidance issue. Yes. Like that's the light. Now, if you're not cooking for yourself and having like a nice piece of chicken full of protein, you're going to you're going to go up on the butter pasta uh, gravy train with Red Bull wings. Yes. You're coming down by 8 p.m. Yes. You need a, a sus- sustenative meal. You know what I'm saying? I do. And it's, yeah, I have a problem with like, I don't, I'm impatient. I need instant gratification. So like cooking is the opposite like having to wait to eat and be like oh well i'll prepare my meal in two hours i'm like i don't want food now so i'm not thinking about food (laughs) then i get hungry i want food right now so it's like there's no prep but like i said i did it in college i think i'm truly sobriety is weird because it's like you lose your life and now i'm like reborn so it's like i'm like oh i have all these like personality did you associate slow cooking with booze (laughs) No. Like, I need a bottle. If I go through a bottle of wine, then I can meal prep this and this and this. Okay, that, yeah. That would make it a huge difference. Like, oh, I could. You see uh, what I'm saying? Yeah, like, oh, let me, like, kill a bottle of wine while I <laughs> wait for this meat to cook. That would be amazing. Let me just tell you. Do you know when that chicken and that rib went in that brine? Do you know what day? Today's Sunday. Do you know what day that thing went in that, that bird went in that bath? If it's before Friday, I'm going to lose Thursday. it. Oh my God. It was Thursday night. How? Because when you marinate meat for three days, it's amazing. You don't, it's like, it's always going to work. Remember that bird that I disrespected by burning it? I do remember. I'll it never forget been a, that. It could a philanthropist and a phlebotomist, you know? Yeah. Instead of, you know, went a different career path and was slaughtered for me, but. Yeah. It's it's it. just, I, I have no patience. I want to respect my food, you know? I think that, yeah, you're like a regular Native American. <laughs> like, do you pray over it before and like mm-hmm. thank the universe for it? Yeah. That's good. I'm like, thank you. And, and I'm spiritual, but I'm also Jersey trash. You know what I mean? <laughs> that, 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 Jersey people have to say that. At the yeah, end, yeah, right? yeah. Okay, that's good. It's myself to because it's just like my, you know, my mom, you know, and my uncle Lee would teach me to cook, but then they would beat the shit out of me with the wooden spoon. So it's like, oh, this is delicious and satisfying. What's with the pain? You know. That's how I feel. I was telling you, I'm like, my mom is half Italian. Oh. I, she, you know, she would cook the sauce. Yeah. She'd tell me how to make the Italian wedding soup, but the whole time I'm just like, uh, 
if I don't talk to mom the right way, she's going to fucking freak out at me. So I'm not uh, focusing on rolling the dough. Mm, I'm focusing on... The yelling. Yeah, so it's like... She's like on edge a little bit. Yeah, so I feel like I kind of... She'll be like, yeah, I taught you how to make sauce, Katie. Like, you know. And I'm like, yeah, I wasn't paying attention. Mm. Oh, because the outburst was good, calm. Yeah, I was like, I want to play Club Penguin and sit in my room away from you fucks. I don't want to... Right, sit, right. Like, cooking with my mom was a torturous chore. I didn't want to do that shit. That wasn't fun. But she was trying to make it like, a look, we're a normal family. We cook together. And I'm like, this is... What, just because we're cooking doesn't mean that you treat me like a mom should treat their child. This is a bullshit. <laughs> no, but we did the activity, so that it was okay. Yeah, I was... I Where's guess- the fucking meat pan? Where's the meat pan? I guess it's all my fault. I guess I was just a bad mom, even though I taught you to make a sauce. It's like, well, bitch. Okay. So it was always the the passive aggression? Yeah, Yeah, my mom, it was just like a, my entire childhood was like walking on eggshells. Mm -hmm. There wasn't even a thought about it until afterward. Like literally until I was 18 years old, there wasn't a thought of, oh, those last 18 years were abnormal. Mm. Like, and realizing, oh, you all didn't go through this? Like, oh. Sorry, now, oh my God, here I go off a tangent on my mom. I love you, mom, if you're listening. Um, there this you go. Man. This is why we're fucked up, because we still love them, right? I was just in Florida, you know, getting yelled at, crying by the grill. Uh, anyway. <laughs> is there anything, there's something especially, like, even when my mom's making me cry, I'm like, well, this is it. This is my... I was like, I wanted to make a bacon wrap hot dog and a hamburger, and then she goes, that's a hot attack on a stick. That's a, get that off the grill. That's a hot attack on a stick. And I wanted to say, we'll have half of the bacon hot dog and a, and a small hamburger. But then I just, instead of saying that and defending myself, uh, I just started crying. <laughs> Seriously? Because it was day I three. It was day three of oh. cooking three meals a day. Oh, no. So day three, last dinner, out of nine meals, this is meal nine, I've been cooking every single thing. Okay? Okay. I want, thank you, good job. Yep. That's a hot, you're gonna fucking kill. Okay. Yeah, it's like, I was trying to, was, to give you sustenance, but I guess now I'm trying to murder you. I wanted to have one cheap meal. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yes, yes. And like, she had literally in a, in a package, like, my mom doesn't like throwing stuff out. So there was like one hot dog in like a wet Ziploc and one piece of bacon in a wet Ziploc. I go, perfect. Let's get this bullshit out of here. Let me wrap this in this, throw it on the grill. Yeah. And then you know what she said? She goes, well, we could have a bacon hamburger. You want to have a bacon hamburger? That'll be fine. It's like, oh, if we put the bacon on a hamburger and have a side of hot dog, that's safe. Yeah, it's different. That's totally, we're all going to live. But if you rip the bacon in the hot dog... It's a murder weapon. Yeah, because other people say so. Yeah. So. You can say thank you, mom. All right. Yeah. I, I gotta, I'm going to go cry by the grill. We're going to throw, <laughs> we're going to put the vegetables on and the rice. Mm-hmm. Um, for those barbecue enthusiasts out there, so the rice is on. We got a vegetable melody. It looks real good. I'm excited. Did you say so vegetable melody? Melody. Medley? Medley. Yeah, there you go. Melody. Medley. Medley. Yeah. I at least right. know the terms. Um... <laughs> How can people find you on the social network? I hear the rumor on the street is you got to do podcasts. Oh, the word on the street. Am I allowed to do Jersey accents around you? If you, you, if you want. You can shit on me. I'm not going to The word on here. the street is you do, you follow Katie Houseman at C-A-T-I-E-H-O-U-S-M-A-N. Uh, she's a great gal. I've, I met her in Central Park. Um, 
Fuck, I know uh, Jersey Shore. Fuck me. <laughs> um, follow me, Katie Houseman. I'm on TikTok too. Uh, and follow my new podcast. Um, it's called The Untitled Katie Houseman Project, put on by Austin Culture Club. No spaces. Find them on Instagram. My podcast is up there talking to comedians. You're going to be on it for sure. Um, just being silly and weird, and the people I do it with are awesome. So if you want to hear comics in Austin talking about Austin comedy and, you know, our incredible lives and, you know, the way that we're just taking over the world out here, yeah, <laughs> positive, tune in. Positive thinking. Positive, positive intention. Somebody asked me what my mission for the podcast was, yeah, and for sure it's just it's it's just positive intentions. That's that's the mission. Celebrate not uh, ourselves. Yeah, no shows for me. Book me if you want. Whatever. I, I don't got, give a fuck. I don't even care. Just kidding. I care. That, but that's you got that rough exterior, so people know that you be business and you're not gonna get trampled over just because you know you want to sport. Yeah. If there's anything about me, you know anything about Katie Katie Houseman, it's that she she means business. She's rough. Yeah. He's a rough broad. I'm rough. So ACBD Remedy, use code name Eric for 20% off your order. Um, I will be April 1st. I'll be at the Blind Tiger Comedy Club in San Antonio at 10 p.m. opening for Ariel Isaac Norman, who I met kickboxing, and she's a great person. I've heard amazing things about her. She's really fun. I don't, you know, I haven't done comedy with her yet. I just know her like, uh, like uh, from having kicky punchy fun times, and she, we had a great time. Um, Blind Tiger also beautiful. Thursday, it'll be my first time there. I'm really excited. Um, Thursday, April 7, I'll be at Tra Travis County Court at 8.30 on the fourth floor, uh, courtroom number six. Saturday, <laughs> April 9, 2022, Klaus Schwab Jr. Oh, my God. I don't like this guy. Klaus Schwab Jr. is I don't mine. do a good impression of him, first of all. People I used confuse to date us. him. <laughs> um, really? Yeah, he ruined my life. Uh, yeah, that's... Don't let him in. He'll start, like, selling adrenochrome at the back of your house and, you know... I'm, I'm in severe debt from that relationship yeah yeah he, he'll like be like uh, you know i don't do a good impression of him but i'll pay you back and that, then he do doesn't that's what he sounds like and it's like okay so he'll be at the tinfoil hat show in corpus christi uh april 9 which is saturday uh there's an 8 p.m show and a 10 p.m show uh sunday april 24th i'll be at secret i will be at secret group with kyle smith uh my buddy who is in um uh, it's a medical device. So I have three specials on YouTube, uh, conspiracies and dick jokes, fart porn and beer hall. It's a medical device. Kyle Smith is in it's a medical device a lot. He will be with me Sunday, April 24th at the secret group doors open 7:30. The show is at 8 PM. Uh, that's another episode of highway diary in the bag. Thanks to my guest, Dr. Katie Hausman, episode three, Three, eight. So happy to be here. Thank you, Eric. Let's, uh, you know, we got a little bit more time until we can eat. So, uh, bye. Bye. <laughs>